Hey everybody, welcome back to Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tiffany. And we had some scheduling timing issues. So today is going to be not Anna Karenina parts three and four. It's going to be, um, we're going to discuss The Girls by Emma Klein. Because Tiffany's finished it and I've read it. So we're gonna, it's going to give us some extra time to finish Anna Karenina. Because you were at the NFL Hall of Fame induction for yes. Jimmy Johnson. Oh, I didn't How go to this. great. No, no. How dare you? <laughs> I was I was told to mention him. <laughs> How dare you do that? Um, no. His induction was last night. No. <laughs> we did not go to his. Um, I did not have tickets for that. We're going tonight for the class of 2021 to see Peyton Manning. That's yes. that's why I'm here. Yes. That's why I'm in Ohio. Um, but yeah, I'm having fun so far. Um, but because I'm here, I did not finish parts three and four. And when Lindsay said she hadn't finished parts three and four either, I felt a lot better. So we thought we would just jump on and do an episode, kind of a weekly check-in, but also talk about the girls since I finished that last week. Yes. So awesome. Yeah. Do you want to give us an synopsis of the girls? The girls was published in 2016 and was by Emma Klein. A young author. I haven't seen anything else. I don't know if she's working on another book or I haven't seen anything else by her. Yeah, and I haven't really looked anything else up. Um, I had never heard of this book until you got it for me for Christmas. Um, It's basically a fictional retelling, I would say, of um, Charles Manson and his cult and about the girls that were under him and that did the murdering of, um, was it Sharon Tate? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and everybody but, else that was that was in that house. There was multiple people in that house. Yeah. Um, it kind of focuses on the main girl, Evie, who like she she doesn't actually I mean, as always, spoiler alert, like spoiler alerts, so she doesn't she doesn't actually end up participating in the murders. She comes very close to being there. Yeah, but, but not by her choice. Not by her choice. She got kicked uh, out of the car. Do you think do you think was it Suzanne was kicking her out because she didn't was like kind of protecting her was protecting Evie or kicked her out because she was annoyed with her? I think a little bit of both um, because like Evie was like a 14 year old character Mm -hmm. and I think Suzanne was a little bit older. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think just having like a young naive girl. Um, doing part of that, but I definitely think she would have gone through with it if she would have gone. Um, but yeah, the I think like I really liked this book, but I think th- that whole thing happened like really fast at the end, like it kind of wrapped up really fast. And I never, and it like goes back and forth from like present day where she's talking about this to actually like 1969 when it's happening. But I felt like she never kind of went into explanation of how like the people around her found out like she was even in this cult. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like her name's not written in any of the articles like about the murders or anything. Um, so was she just like out there telling people about it? Um, Cause we never really find out like how the, her family or whoever like find out that she was actually part of this. Yeah. I didn't, I I enjoyed the book a lot too, which is one of the reasons why I gave it to you. Um, but I like throughout the entire book, even at the end, 
I never really felt any sympathy for her. Like she, she's not a likable character. Oh yeah, I didn't like her. Especially at the end where she's kind of thinking like, maybe I would have participated. And it was just like, you're still like, you're, you know, you're a middle-aged woman and you're still trying to seek that approval from that group of girls. I mean, (coughs) and more so with Suzanne, like she was obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I definitely think she would have done it. Yeah, I think she would have. I don't know if she would have done it if Suzanne wasn't there, but I think if Suzanne was there, because that was like her, her person, the person she's always trying to impress and get close to and be with. And so I read this book 2016, 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. So I read it a while ago. Um, so I had to go back and read the synopsis to kind of refresh my, you know, so I wasn't doing what we did last time when I was like, oh yeah, the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. It was season two. And you were like, no, that literally hasn't happened yet. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not there yet. <laughs> good, good thing um, I know about it. Yeah, I know. It's hard not to. Like that was like, all over the internet. Yeah. It happened on the show. But um, um and like there were there were some scenes that I had completely forgotten about. Like I had forgotten about that she was hanging out with her best friend and kind of obsessed with her friend's brother. And then he left. Like I had forgotten about that storyline. Like the ones that really stuck out in my head was um where she gets pressured into that threesome with the music executive, with yeah. the music producer. <laughs> um, and then, like, just discussing how, um, like, when she gets into, like, when she hitchhikes back with that college kid and she's telling him, like, oh, it's this great place. Everybody loves each other. And he's like, sounds cool. I'm going to check it out. And then he, you know, you're thinking he's around the same age as some of these people, so he's going to get sucked in, too. And he immediately was like, this place is yeah a cesspool and you should not be here and this is terrible like yeah like a kid like fell into the pool and he went and jumped in and saved him and they were mad at him because they were like no he can swim and he was like but none of y'all are watching him yeah yeah um i also feel like they didn't i felt like the storyline was kind of left open to of that friend of hers um like we never we kind of just never knew what happened after these murders happened like I don't know I wish I would have I wish there was more kind of just a t- like I think we could add like 50 more pages to this book but other than that I really liked it yeah um it felt like it could have been uh almost like like you said like 50 to 100 pages more where actually the main storyline was her dealing with the aftermath of everything and the fallout and then this actual book just being flashbacks of like kind of giving you an idea of what happened yeah so but I liked it I thought it was um you know everyone kind of becomes obsessed with Charles Manson of of like him himself and like oh he had this thing over his followers and blah blah blah, without kind of really going into you know these girls like they were coming from good homes but there was some something in them that made them unhappy and he kind of preyed on that yeah to get them to do this so but yeah it was i mean it was a good i thought it was a really good summer read so perfect summer because it takes place in the summer it's 1969 i liked it it's pretty quick yeah easy yeah once i got once i got into it like um of her like actually meeting this cult and like joining it 
and like her obsession with it, like it was hard to put down. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely picking that up more than I was picking up Anna Karenina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes like I, I feel like like Anna Karenina obviously is is a dense book. That's why we're breaking it up. <laughs> and also like people, you know, people dedicate like their academic careers to that book, to breaking down that book understanding yeah. everything in it and kind of deconstructing it, reading it, rereading, rereading over and over and over again. And so it it can get a little bit yeah, like up in your head and you kind of need something a little bit easy to get away from that. Yeah, I think I'm on, I'm still on part three, but I think I'm on either like chapter 20 or 21-ish because I read a little bit on the plane mm-hmm. um, before I got here. Well, if I remember correctly, like, parts one through four, so I guess it's like, vo- that's considered, like, volume one of it. Like, those, I think, are the the longest bits. Yeah. Like, after, like, parts six, seven, eight, or five, six, seven, eight, like, they tend to be some a little bit shorter, not as long. So, I think once we get through those, we'll be in the, be in the home stretch. Yeah. Have you started part three? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> That's what I meant. Like, I was like, I am not ready for it. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I read The Girls. I liked it. It's perfect for the summer. Um, and then I I thought if I was going to finish Anna Karenina while I was here, then I was going to start reading, um, rereading The Red Queen mm-hmm. by Victoria Aveyard so I can get ready for book number two because I have that on hold at the library. Um. So, we'll see if I start that on the plane and put Anna on hold for a little bit. But obviously, I need to finish Anna because we'll be doing that recording next week. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. Um. So when I was doing reading the synopsis for the girls, my refresher, I came across on the Wikipedia. I was surprised there was a copyright lawsuit. Oh. And I was like, oh, scandalous. So apparently, yeah. Emma Klein was dating this guy who was also a writer. His name's like Chaz something. I don't know. Not important because he turns out to be a scumbag. But um, he, so he sued her for copyright infringement saying, you put spyware onto my computer where I write and were spying on my emails and like the book I was writing at the time. And you like, basically like you plagiarized what I was writing. Oh. Uh, she came back and was like, I put the spyware on our computer or on the computer because you're cheating on me and you were emotionally abusive and all this stuff. And then his lawyer comes around and says, you need to settle this or we're going to release like a second part to this lawsuit with full of sexually explicit images of you to show how you manipulate older men. What? Yes. So I read that and I was like, that's skeevy, that's gross, that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> that's yeah. So I, you know, consulted consulted my lawyer, my husband, uh-huh. and I said, hey, if a lawyer did this, what would you think of it? And he goes, that sounds like an ethical violation and they can get sanctioned for it. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like, that's like, like all the stuff with revenge porn that we see and, yes. you know, like, like that just seemed like, like that wouldn't fly in a normal relationship, so why would that be allowed in court? Luckily, the the judge dismissed the copyright uh, 
claim because he was like, I read both of them. There's like, you know, one or two words that pop out, but overall they're completely different stories. So there, you don't have a case here with your plagiarism thing. And yeah. secondly, he ripped that lawyer a new one. He was like, that's disgusting. That's terrible. What were you even thinking? So then yeah. I went down, a, I went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> this lawyer, this lawyer was one of Harvey Weinstein's lawyer. Mm. And I was just like, oh, you're just a gross dude. <laughs> so that explains it. And like, you know, Harvey Weinstein disgusting. But I do fully believe everyone is entitled to good counsel, good a good defense team and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> but it's just like if you're if you're putting that together, that means you're not that good of a lawyer. <laughs> because no. if you have to resort to that, it means you you can't find any actual legal claim to it. So like exactly. you're just not a good lawyer. But that's such a weird story and just claim that that he wrote this story like she took it like she yeah and the the judge was like so i read you know i read the girls i read what you're claiming she copyrighted it from um because i couldn't find if he had published it or if he was still working on it or not Mm -hmm. um and he was like look they're both a coming of age tale and beyond that they're different stories so yeah and one to me like one to me like if they're if they're going to say that she plagiarized anything, it'd be the story of Charles Manson. <laughs> like, it's to me, it's literally a fictional retelling of all she did was change the names. Like, yeah, like you could literally go back and say, you know, oh, well, Suzanne was clearly, um, I can't recall the three girls. Oh, yeah, I don't know any of I don't, them. Um, I was like, you know, those, those three there, they were clearly these. And then, you yeah. know, that guy there was, I think his name was like Tex Watson or something like that. Like that yeah. was that guy. And mm-hmm. so almost like yeah. down, down to the point where he was trying to get a music deal. And no, yeah, it, it's it over. Like it's. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah, I think just the name changed because it pretty much had the same storyline. Yeah. Um. That's interesting with that book. Yeah, I didn't read any of that with it. Yeah, I was, um, like I said, I was surprised because I thought for sure, because this book, when it came out, it was on the New York Times bestsellers list. Like, it was it was one of those books that you were kind of seeing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was surprised that I didn't hear more about it. And so I Googled um, Emma Klein copyright lawsuit. And there were, like, articles upon articles on stuff and, like, like from websites that I read. And I was just like, how did you not? Did yeah. you ever see this or you know click on this or something because like I said I read it pretty soon after it was published I don't know so but yeah I was just like that's that seems I don't know I can't give legal advice but personally no. my lawyer was like this is the route we're gonna go we're gonna get <laughs> naked photos of this person and we're gonna put him in the lawsuit I'm gonna be like yeah I want a new lawyer judge <laughs> this guy's yeah. not confident that's so weird like that's when you know you're desperate to win the case yeah, I uh, don't, don't like it. And then I again, that led me down the rabbit hole of like sexism and publishing and authors. And I was just like, this is, this, well, I'm, I'm going to have to take time to read more about this. Cause this is, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I looked at this like 15 minutes before we started recording. So I was like, I don't have time to go into all this. Well, and I know this is like a different plagiarism thing, but didn't somebody claim that uh, J.K. Rowling plagiarized Harry Potter from her. I think I, I vaguely remember something like that. I'm like nobody. There's not. There's no way. There's two brains. 
that have that much imagination like that? I look at it as like the the very basic premise of Harry Potter can be broken down into there are wizards, like there's magic. Yeah. You've got, you know, a young adult, kid, a teen fighting against some great evil. And that's the like the the basic plot for tons of young adult novels. Oh, I was gonna say, or even like dystopian type novels too. Yeah. Um, I mean like Percy Jackson, he's you know, the son of I think Zeus. I don't know, I haven't ever they're magic, there's a bad guy, they're teens, they gotta fight him. Like, you know, that's it's not a an uncommon trope or, you know, basic no. story plot, but you know, if yeah. there was something where the person was like, no, I literally have my characters named Harry, Hermione, and Ron, you'd be like, oh, yeah, there might be something here. But, you know, just the whole basic of like, oh, yeah. magical people fighting against something bad. Haven't heard that like, one before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, I have my, I'm working on my Amazon. I keep it as a wish list, but I'll probably go and That's try to cute. dig it up somewhere local. My, uh, my book wish list for this year and another one that's on there is my dark vanessa which Mm. had a uh another copyright thing hit it and she was just like this is based off my personal like this is this is based off of something personal i went through i don't know how i can plagiarize that and the best part was the woman who was like you plagiarized my story she was like i haven't even read that it just sounds a lot like mine it's like well how do you why are we giving any credence to this then yeah and you like what's really sad is you know my dark Vanessa is about a, a young girl being groomed by a teacher or coach and like unfortunately that just happens a lot like well, it's also, a shared experience among a lot of women and it's well isn't it like she's writing it as an adult and that's when she's realizing that it was like an inappropriate relationship like when she was in high school she thought it was like love or yeah or was it college I don't know um her age when this was happening but it took her I think like as an adult to realize like oh this was an inappropriate relationship yeah like this is this was gross he should not have been speaking to me like this yeah I think it's you know I think for me what really took me on that one because was you know oh I haven't even read this yet but uh it sounds I'm like well why did you stop it (laughs) yeah there are other ways to promote your book without doing this but Oh, and I also finished, remember when I was talking about audiobooks? Mm-hmm. I finished um, We Keep the Dead Close by Becky Cooper about the girl that was... Um, the, the one from Harvard? Yes, that was murdered. Yes. yes. So I finished that. That was really good. Um, and I, it's the author that actually narrates it. And um, now I'm reading... Um, Say Nothing by Patrick Radden Keefe. Um, and it's the true story of murder and memory in Northern Ireland. Is that the one about um oh the, the French woman that died over there and they're not sure if she was actually murdered or not? Sophie something. Is that the one where with West Cork? Yes. I don't think so. Okay. This one is, um, this book focuses on the troubles in Northern Ireland beginning in 1972 abduction and murder of Jean McConville. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I just, I'm barely, maybe an hour or two hours into it. I think it's 14 hours long. So I don't even think I've really gotten into the murder or anything yet. Okay. But yeah, so I've started listening to that. Nice. Yeah. What else is on your wish list? Oh, so many. Actually, a lot of them are kind of getting prepped for um, spooky season. It's August. And we are getting close to, like I said, spooky season, which is October. Yeah. September, like like fall. Uh, Yeah, fall for me. Um, so some of these, I'll go with the, like the scary ones that I've got on there mm-hmm. and I'll circle back around to the ones that don't really, uh, the book of accidents by Chuck Wendig, which is about, um, it's kind of like a haunted house sort of story from what I've gathered. Um, and then that one was like one where it just popped up as a recommended for you. And so I was like, cool, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. The Silent Patient by Alex McKellides. I have said that wrong. I'm I, 100% certain I said that wrong. I've heard very mixed reviews about that book. <laughs> um, basically, this woman shoots her husband dead and then won't talk. And uh, it's about the psychologist that's trying to get her to open up and tell her kind of what happened. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Hmm. Um, the first season of The Sinner. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that, her husband, but... That was... I I binge-watched that whole mm-hmm. show with my cousin and my aunt. And our consensus was this show is really, really good. Don't know why she had sex with her sister. Like, don't understand why that was a plot point. Yeah. That came up at all. Like... Every other part would have been fine, but that part was why. What I, I get like that she was close to her sister. I understand that, and I get that like her relationship with her sister was a major plot point mm-hmm. and like driving force behind a bunch of this. But like, uh, I, I, I just I don't understand why that was included. <laughs> I think I watched it to and from Japan. Yes, I think that's what I watched. I, I've, I have not seen the second season, and I think there's a third season, but I have not watched either one. Third season, I think they're getting ready for a fourth. Yeah. Because the second season, if I remember correctly, I didn't watch it, but there's like a, something about a little boy. Mm-hmm. And then the third season had Matt Bomer in it. And the only part of that that I watched was when the one guy got buried alive. And I was just like, this is too much for me. I can't, like, being buried alive, not being it like that freaks me out. So, mm-hmm. so I was like, <laughs> I'm not even going to try to finish the rest of the show. And then I think I, I saw that they're getting ready for a fourth season, so. Yeah, maybe. But, um, but yeah, that was done by Jessica Biel, who also did Cruel Summer, which you need to watch. I know, I know. But yeah, so then I have The Silent Patient. Um, I added Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Mm. Uh, that's not a scary one. No, uh, but I think that's on everybody's list. It's on yeah. my list. Uh, that's not it. Oh, no. What happened? Oh, there we go. The Boatsman, the Boatman's Daughter by Andy Davidson. And this is a... Uh, um, this girl's fa- father was killed when she was a child, and she has been kind of 
it sounds like uh, running contraband for a preacher. There's some witches. There's some supernatural things. I don't know. It's, every time somebody reads it, they're like, this book's great. So I'm like, yeah, oh, I'll give it a try. Um, could be fun. That's kind of a creepy cover. Um, this is another name that I'm going to butcher. A Ring Shout by P. DeGili Clark. And this is basically if it's set in like the early 1920s, early 1900s, um, if the Ku Klux Klan were actual monsters and like ex-slaves had to fight them. Oh. Like wow. actual demons, actual monsters. It apparently is very good. It has nearly five stars with over a thousand reviews on Amazon. What's it called and again? Ring Shout. Mm. And it's got a, a creepy cover too. So um, that one I'm kind of excited for because it's it's shorter and it's supposed to be a little bit like fun, funky. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is Gods of Jade and Shadow by Silvia Moreno Garcia, who did Mexican Gothic. I was like, I know that name sounded familiar. Um, it's another really pretty cover, but this girl set in. I think something like the 1920s jazz age kind of um she accidentally unleashes the god of death and gets sent on a journey throughout the 1920 jazz age and it's another one that sounds it's supposed to be promising so mexican gothic i was kind of on the fence for with a lot of it because it was one of those things where i'm like oh this is gonna be so good and then i was like oh that's the twist, like that's the twist. I don't really. It's like kind of left me a little disappointed. So I really like the way she wrote and yeah. All her I, just, stuff, so. I just was watching um a YouTube video um where a girl was doing like her July wrap wrap up, and she read Mexican Gothic, and she was like, "Can somebody put in the comments like what this how this was ending? Because I I don't know what happened." There's, there's, it's like evil mushrooms. Yeah, she's fungus. Yeah. She was like, can somebody explain this to me? Yeah, so I guess my, what I gathered from it was this family had moved from Europe and um, the main patriarch of the family was keeping himself alive by possessing like the sun's like his offspring going down and there was like rituals and there was like this fungus and i like i said i it had such promise yeah i um i uh yeah the i think the mushroom thing the fungus thing kind of really threw me off (laughs) and i know it's being i know kelly rip on her husband are doing like a I don't know if they're doing a movie or like a a mini series or something based off of it so I'm interested to see where they go with that like if they just scrap that idea altogether and just make it kind of your classic like creepy haunted house or if they're just gonna commit to that fungus bit yeah that's that'll be interesting to see so but I like the way she wrote. I like her author style. So I figured I'd give this one a chance. And this one kind of reminded me a little bit of American Gods, which I read a couple of years back by Neil Gaiman. Um, so, and I really like that book. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we have, I mean, so next week will be 
parts three and four for real this time on Anna Karenina. And um, we have like, we're in the beginning of August, so probably our episode right before September, maybe we'll do our fall TBR, mm-hmm. what we want to read. Um, but then like in October, we'll kind of do like a spooky-ish. Spooky month. TBR. Yeah. But yeah. And then hopefully we can wrap up Anna Karenina. And and either the last episode of Anna Karenina will drop what the next three books are. Yes. I don't even remember what they are. I don't I have like them with me. It's been so long since we picked them. Yeah, I don't I don't have them with me. So yeah, I don't remember what they are either. I am uh I'm hoping I'm hoping it's all up from here. <laughs> like our first two were duds. Mm-hmm. Anna Karenina, I feel like it's actually doing better. And I hope it's just from here. I hope you're right. Me too. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Reading with Celebs and on Twitter at Reading W Celebs. Yeah. And please go subscribe, like, follow all of those fun things. Yay. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye, guys.